Right. I didn't know retail. You don't you don't um, manage on a, from a corporate perspective, like a retail perspective. Everybody hated me. I cried for the first 30 days. But this is something that I feel like through sports, I knew that if it was something that I wanted, I had to work hard, just like with soccer. Right. I didn't know how to play soccer, but I taught myself. I learned and I practiced. So I, you know, kind of reworked how I was doing things. I ended up, you know, grabbing the, um, I guess the, um, confidence and that I needed to be a leader in that store. I killed it on the marketing side. Every time corporate would come, I was able to do walks with the corporate team. And eventually I got pulled out to do a stretch role. Um, in Chicago, they opened like a, the summer league basketball and the, the, um, field house. I oversaw that. And right after that, I was able to leave the store and go into corporate. And that's really my career, how my career started at Nike. another episode of the CVMK show because it is what it is. It's the best podcast here on earth. God's green earth. And I want you to subscribe right now. Go to YouTube, CVMK, Instagram. It is what it is. Underscore show. CVMK underscore global. CVMK 33. TikTok, CVMK globe. And the best supplements. Guys, I want you to get it. Go to www.cvmkglobe.store. Brought with me, Superpower. The new protein just dropped. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. The way it dropped yesterday. It dropped this. I had to order my own protein. You know, obviously I get the samples, but look, I want you to get it today. The only way isolate you'll ever need. Today's episode, however, you know, sometimes in the world of fitness, there's a lot of confusion, right? Can't trust every voice. I, you know, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a social media, I guess, personality. You might want to say that. And I, I see a lot of stuff, right? I see people marketing stuff all the time. I see a lot of bad advice. You know, I'd see people that, you know, they have achieved a certain level of fitness and aesthetic appeal and they just say anything. Right. And then because you want to look like that and want to exude that in some way, you know, you say, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, right. I don't have to ever, ever run. I don't have to ever, ever do cardio. Right. 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 I only have to do bands. You know, like it's just a lot of kind of gimmicky stuff. And it's hard to find substance and truth and understand the story. And I think it's important to understand the story and the journey of someone, right? So when it comes to building out who you are, more than just from an athletic or physical standpoint, I wanted to bring somebody who has had a lot of experience in this, who is evolving, uh, who is a leader in her own right. And I want the CVMK family to welcome Keisha Heron. Keisha, how are you doing today? Hi, everybody. I'm good. I'm excited about joining you guys. Um, I can't wait to see what's in store today. Cool, cool. Look, I appreciate you being on here. So first and foremost, you know, for those who might not be as familiar with you, we could just, you know, provide a brief little introduction of who you are and then we'll get into it. Um, well, I'm Keisha Heron. I am a former athlete. I am a sports enthusiast. Some people call it other things, but I really, um, I started, I'm from Louisiana, right? I have lived in 
California. Let's see, all the big cities I feel like. I lived in California, I've lived in Chicago since 07. I had a small stint in Portland, Oregon for two years. And um, now I'm back in Chicago looking to eventually get back to the South because true and true, I am a Southern girl um, deep down in my soul. And I love everything about outdoors, music, sports, entertainment. Um, and right now I work in the project management field, um, a little bit outside of what I'm used to. So I'm learning and growing a new industry, but I feel like it's something that I prayed about, something that is super challenging, which is, uh, you know, always good for our, us older minds. And I look forward to like what's coming in store, you know, but I always try to stay connected to the sports field since it's something that I've been doing since college. And um, so really fortunate that I get to do some contract work kind of on that sports and events marketing side. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. I appreciate that. So you, you've had a lot of what I would call pivoting moments, right? Yeah. Like one's yeah. journey is filled with evolution and growth and it's not linear and it's not stagnant, right? It's, it's right. a constant progression of things. How, or I, let's start from the beginning, right? Why did you start in athletics? You could have just went the full nerd route, went into project management earlier, but you started here and then built up to this thing. What what made you start in this form? I think, I don't know that it was really me starting it. I think it's kind of was just what was supposed to happen. Like I come from a family of athletes, right? My father played professional football. It's something that is just kind of ingrained in my story. Um, I actually started as a gymnast. I saw, I went, I took, I took a, I was in camp and I was supposed to be in like another part of the camp and it was full. And so I ventured on to the gymnastic side and I loved it. My parents were like, absolutely not, but they couldn't tear me away. And so for the first probably 12 years of my life, I was an elite gymnastics, gymnast, excuse me. And I trained with Bella Caroli in Houston, which if you guys don't know who that is, he is one of the top and most um, decorated Olympics gymnastics coach in history. Um, he's coached all the elite gymnasts, you know, uh, around the world. And so I got an opportunity to train with him for two years in Houston away from my family. And then I got burnt out and I didn't really know what was next. So. My neighbor in Louisiana played soccer and they all knew, all my friends knew that I was pretty fast, but I didn't know anything about soccer. And I, they needed someone on their team one day, someone, you know, didn't show up. And my neighbor's mom asked, could I come? They stuck me at, you know, forward, which they call striker now. And, you know, it was like, just if the ball comes up here, you just go and like run after it and try to get it into the net. Right. And I fell in love with soccer. So I am... I was, you know, naturally fast, but I didn't know anything about the sport, but I was very intrigued. And so I wanted to learn more. And my, um, you know, what middle school up through high school years were me on actually learning how to play soccer, um, joining an AAU soccer team, a, a very elite soccer team that traveled across the country. And then I ended up playing um, at my high school in Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge High School in uh, Louisiana. And we were three year state champion. I was the captain of my team as a senior. And I also ran track and played volleyball. So 
I think soccer came from a, like, I worked hard at being a soccer player, right? I was fast, you know, track came very easily and soccer was something that I had to practice and train at and I fell in love with it. I actually had seven soccer scholarships. Um, I was signed to play at Regis University in Colorado and then life happened, right? My godmother took me to FAMU homecoming and if you know anything about being a soccer player back in the time that I was growing up, so 80s, 90s, I graduated from high school in 95. I was the only black girl on my soccer team for all four years, the only black girl on my elite soccer team. And I was went to school with a lot of whites. So I was the only black girl a lot of the times. I went to FAMU's homecoming and I pretty much lost my mind. And I decided that I wanted to go to FAMU. And my parents were like, absolutely not. Who's going to pay for it? Like you have a whole full scholarship right now. And so we convinced them that we would make it work. And I started my career at FAMU in 95. And um, I ended up walking on as a track athlete. And the rest is pretty much history. That's insane. I almost went to FAMU. It came down to FAMU and where else? And where else won? That is, that is, um, hmm. that's, that's wild. I, I totally hear a lot of parallels in, in your story. Um, excelling at something and then finding your presence your voice um your belonging in it even when you are i would say underrepresented mm -hmm. uh as far as the demographic is appealing uh and then having this found success and then realizing like you know it's more about a culture fit than just mm -hmm. because i'm good at something Right. Yeah. Uh, that takes a lot. Uh, that takes a lot of gall uh, because to throw away a scholarship. Look, college debt is for real, right? <laughs> right. And yeah. to say, no, I'm going to make this work in this new kind of arena. Um, what instilled the confidence that you could do that? I think that um, at that time, as a young person, you know, you kind of like don't have any boundaries, right? It's just like. I want to do what I want to do. I knew that I didn't want to stay in Baton Rouge. I feel like I had done everything that I needed to do there. Cause obviously there's LSU there and there's Southern. I could have went to either one of those schools. I had the academics. So that was super key, right? I ended up going my freshman year and, and getting an academic scholarship. So the money part, you know, kind of was a little bit um, knocked off the list, right? Cause my parents are like, you aren't going to just throw away a full scholarship and then go have us pay for school, right? So I think I fell back a little bit on my athlete, on my academics and then realized that, hey, sports is, you know, still a part of me. Sure. Um, I want to try it in a different arena. Right. This is now I'm surrounded by all of these amazing black people. Right. That come from all different walks of life. They're educated and they're beautiful and they're cultured and like all the things. And it was something that, you know, I just felt like I was home. Not to say that, you know, I wasn't surrounded by successful black people in high school, because obviously my parents, my friends, parents, but from a sports perspective, it was I was the only one for a long time. And if you think about it now, I mean, this generation, it's different, right? My niece plays soccer now. And even though there's probably two little black girls on her team, it's shifted a lot. Right. When I went to FAMU, there was no soccer in, at HBCUs, but my senior year most of the HBCUs got soccer. So for me, it was bittersweet because I still got to play athletics, but soccer was really 
what I wanted to do and it just wasn't available. So I chose the next best thing. I think that though, even though I didn't take the soccer soccer scholarship to Regis in Denver, Colorado, um, FAMU was where I was supposed to be. FAMU made me, FAMU has definitely been instrumental on the person that I am today. Um, and I needed that culture. I needed that culture. I need those people to lead me and guide me. And still to this day, those are some of the closest people around me. Anytime I go anywhere across the country, I know that there's going to be a FAMU and that's there that if I need help or if I need housing or if I need anything yeah. in those towns, it's, I'm going to find someone from FAMU and the, the networking and the alumni um, to me is what makes it makes me know that it was worth me going there. I like it. I like it. Look, we'll be back. I definitely want to uh, look at. So now we're here and we're in track and I think every athlete's challenge mm -hmm. and then the pivoting to the career uh, world. Quick word from my sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. www.cbnkglobal.store. I got the vegan protein with me today. Transform my V-Way will be here in a couple days, and I'll show that off into the unboxing later. But I want you to get it. Use code CVMK 15% off www.cbnkglobal.store. So um athletics is a is a great phenomenon. I think it you know teaches discipline, mm -hmm. uh, a great sense of work ethic, collaboration. Mm -hmm competitiveness but also how to deal with disappointment and mm -hmm. failure because eventually you know you'll lose right like you know it's great to be great but greatness has a a shelf life uh, and all the great ones have a a down period so you're at famu and you're running collegiately and when does it dawn on you like hey am i gonna be i'm trying to think at that time the next marion jones right <laughs> right i'm gonna be carmelita jeter right like these are some of the the track athletes that were dominating sports now we think of the shakari richardson's the elaine thompson hurrahs the shelly and frazier prices of the world the tt terry's right like there's just a whole new kind of swath but when does it set in like you know i don't know if the olympics are for me um you know what honestly i don't sure. know that i ever thought that i would run professional track. I, I do feel like if I was going to make an elite transition in sports, it would have been soccer. Okay. I think that I was just super blessed that I was able to be able to run at an elite level. Mm. And then if something presented itself, that would just be the icing on the cake. So graduating, you know, I had, I went, I was, at FAM for four, five years. And so I still had one year in my MBA program and I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. So I still was training. I actually started coaching an AAU team in, in Tallahassee and thought maybe that might be an avenue that I would take um, after I finished school. And then 
you know, life shifted, right? I was in a relationship. I thought that I was going to get married. We had plans to move to Chicago. My parents had moved here my junior year in college. So Chicago was kind of like where we were going to go. Um, I had never lived in Chicago. So I was just kind of following the plan. And three days before graduation, my boyfriend broke up with me. And so I, sh I had to pivot, I guess. <laughs> I didn't really want to move to Chicago. And a lot of my friends were going to California. Um, I still had one internship that I needed to do. And I was like, I'm going to California. And my parents were like, what? Like, what are you going to do there? So I ended up moving to California. I ended up running um, with a team Nike, like professional group and thinking maybe there is something, an opportunity for me to take this to another level. But then God had a different plan and I got injured. And so now I'm here trying to figure out what do I want to do? But I knew sports was something that was, you know, kind of ingrained in my, my, my life. Right. I was around a lot of athletes. Um, I knew sports very well, not just my sports, but all sports, right. Football is, very very dear to my heart it's my one of my favorites especially college football so i wanted to find something that i could do that incorporated that and so while i was finding myself and doing kind of all other things in la an opportunity presented myself to start kind of like this event marketing um management of athletes and their careers kind of outside of their sport sure i had the athlete clientele my friend or then boss had the she's been doing the event so we kind of collaborated but what happened was she was using me and i really wasn't getting paid and my parents were like um what's going on how are you how are you working but you're not supporting yourself right. and so it led me to then start my own business around sport uh athletes and their or their careers or let me let me say that again um providing the opportunity for athletes to be seen outside their sports a lot of people don't know that like there's a lot of athletes that are elite musicians or that really love and engage with youth or you know things outside of their sport that you see on espn they are really very devoted to, to giving back to their community so i wanted to make sure that we build a built awareness around that and so that's kind of how i fell into the whole marketing and events um world and yeah. then ultimately I, my my dream job was to work at nike and I started applying. I probably six, five or six years. I applied for a corporate position at Nike, and I never got it. This is all through the time I was in California, and then I decided that, you know, California just isn't for me. And so I ended up moving back to, or well, moving to Chicago. You know, my parents are like, "We'll just come here for a couple of months and figure it out." And then life happened, right? I started a job at the University of Illinois, but it just wasn't fulfilling. I still kept applying to jobs at Nike. And I met a friend who worked at corporate and she was like, Keisha, they hire within period, unless you've done an internship or, you know, you're an athlete and you kind of fall in, that's how you will get in. So we thought we, I looked into it. I said, maybe I'll just do a part-time job at like a store and then I'll work my way up. But I had a whole full-time job and I was still super young. So I was learning Chicago. I wanted to kind of, you know, meet people and, you know, live my life. Right. And, yeah. um, my parents were like, you should try it. So I ended up applying for a part-time under at Nike at the factory store on 87th street. I went into this interview, mind you, I'm, I have a MBA in business. 
Right. Um, it's a panel interview. I have a 16 year old on the side of me, a grandma on the other side, some crazy Australian lady at the other panel. And it was a crazy, like I wasn't here, like, what am I doing? Right. And I went through the interview, still professional, but I left out and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. As I was leaving, the, the person who interviewed me, who is to this day still my mentor, um, he stopped me and he was like, hey, can I talk to you outside of like this building? I really want to you know, talk to you a little bit more. But it was very strange because it's like, well, why? We just had this interview. So I talked to my parents about it. He wanted to meet at Target. I ended up you know, going to meet him a couple of days later. And he informed me that they were doing a full overhaul of that store. And they were looking for someone that had a marketing background, which would be me, right? And sure. the store was a, it's a community store. So they wanted someone who could bring awareness to that store in that community. Um, but it still would just be kind of ad hoc to the job that I would have to do, which was a footwear specialist. So it was a manager, but like not the top manager and it would be a huge pay cut. So I had a decision to make, right? This is my dream company. I want to work here, but do I want to take this pay cut? I don't know anything about retail, but this man's giving me the opportunity. And I knew at that time that they were Nike was building or bidding for the NFL contract. And that's where I wanted to go. I informed him that he was like, look, you hang with me and I'll kind of take you where you need to go. Yeah. But I don't know this man. I don't know, you know, if he's telling the truth, but he was very true to his word. And my parents said, I'll support you if this is what you want to do and, you know, help you through it. And I joined Nike in 2010. And my first year, it was, well, my first 30 days was a hot mess, right? right. I didn't know retail. You don't, you don't um, manage on a, from a corporate perspective, like a retail perspective. Everybody hated me. I cried for the first 30 days. But this is something that I feel like through sports, I knew that if it was something that I wanted, I had to work hard, just like with soccer, right? I didn't know how to play soccer, but I taught myself, I learned and I practiced. So I, you know, kind of reworked how I was doing things. I ended up, you know, grabbing the, um, I guess the um, confidence and that I needed to be a leader in that store. I killed it on the marketing side. Every time corporate would come, I was able to do walks with the corporate team. And eventually I got pulled out to do a stretch role. Um, in Chicago, they opened like a, the summer league basketball and the, the, um, field house I yeah. oversaw that. And right after that, I was able to leave the store and go into corporate. And that's really my career, how my career started at Nike. That's amazing. Um, I've actually been writing notes since you've been speaking. Um, there's a there's a lot to really I think focus on in that span. You took you you came to it through I will I think for lack of a better phrase the back door. And what I mean by that, obviously, like you said, you applied to you know the corporate positions for over five years, but in a sense you took a step back, demoted yourself, and was like, mm -hmm. look, even though I have an MBA, even though I have all this experience, I have the educational plus, you know, professional experience plus the athletic experience, I should come in at this level. Yeah. However, I'm willing to be uh, a store retail rep and a manager in the store, you know, like, and you said something that I think really stood out. You said you cried for the first 30 days. How did you manage that emotion? Like, you know, you find yourself in a place like I'm better than this, mm -hmm. not that I'm better than anyone, but mm -hmm. I'm better than this. 
But if this is what it takes to get to that, then mm-hmm. screw it. I'm about to do this. Like, mm-hmm. how did you wrap your 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 mind and your faith around that? I think that um, you you hit it right, faith. Before yeah. we even decided to take this role, me and my parents prayed about it, and they were like, "Look, you've been trying to get with this company for years, right? This is where you want to go. How many people?" get a chance to work their dream job, right? Or their dream company, not many. Just the same thing with sports, right? There's 1% of people that make it to the NFL, the NBA, play, you know, collegiate sports. The percentage is not high, right? And I knew that I was not, I'm a one percenter, period, across the board. Yes, my confidence was shook, but I also had people that were counting on me or that, you know, thought that I could do it. So this guy who was my general manager, but also became my mentor. He believed in me. He pulled me to the side and he said, Keisha, you're not going to make it. But he could have said, you're not going to make it. You're fired. He said, you're not going to make it, but let's work through it. Right. Let's Mm. get it together. And so I think that just because as an athlete, you go through the ups and downs of sports, right? As a gymnast, I, you know, every week we had to weigh in and every week I probably had to lose weight. So just think from a mental perspective, how taxing that is on someone. But when you're great and you want to do great things, sometimes you have to sacrifice. So I ended up having a eating disorder from being a gymnast, but that didn't stop me in college. I then, you know, put on my big girl panties and, you know, decided that this is not how I want to live my life. So I feel like I took something from every aspect of when I played sports, you know, my faith in God. And I knew that this is something I really wanted to do. And I said, you know, look, I know that I'm better than this. I know I can do this job, right? It's retail. Like I shop all the time. I should be able to do this. Um, Even with all the distractions, the, you know, ghetto-ness of being on 87th street, the threat every week, right? I mean, I mean, people threaten us. Like this guy told me once that he knew what kind of car I drove. Like it was bananas. It's shadow. Knew what my goal was, right? My goal was to get to corporate and to work for the company that I wanted to work for all these years. And so, and then even once I got there, it still was, you know, drama and backstabbing and hating, you know, that's going to be something that I feel like happens throughout everyone's life, everyone's career. Um, But if you're focused on what your goals are and where you want to go, you can kind of like block all of that out. So it was tough. I mean, I definitely thought about quitting for the first 30 days every day. Um, but I knew that I'm not, a, I know I'm not a quitter. And I, I, you know, I feel like my parents sacrificed a lot of things for me. So, you know, I couldn't let them down, but ultimately it wasn't even about them. It was about me. Like I know what I was capable of. I knew what I could add to a corporate position in the, on the marketing side. And so I wanted to make sure that I was able to show people that. I like that. There's a, there's a lot. First of all, Chatham is ghetto. Anybody that lives in Chicago knows. Baby. Once you get past 43rd Street from 45th on the on the Washington mm-hmm. Park side, not the Hyde yes. Park side. There's two sides to that. You start getting to Jackson Park. Yes. It's, it's shaky. By the time you get to the 70s and the 80s, and you, that's the real South Side. Anything below 71st, right? Not really, anything below 63rd. I just. <laughs> You are so is, uh, is, uh, is a prayer yes. <laughs> like that. Yes. Uh, look, we're gonna get into it. I want to I want to unpack in the next round the the brand of Keisha. Right, we're talking mm-hmm. about the, the Nike, the the corporate professional. We're talking about also the competitor, the bodybuilder, and then the whole just aspect and trainer. So, quick word from our sponsors. We'll be back with the line of questions. 
I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own. Y'all, www.cvmkglobal.store. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) So, um, one of the things without knowing you, you know, when you go into uh, a gym, you go into any arena, right? Mm -hmm. People's behaviors speak louder than their words, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something I noticed uh, with you, consistency, Mm-hmm. And then I think a respect, like everybody had just a, a found respect, right, for you in the gym. Because, you know, in the gym, you see a lot of different characters. And I think that's the best way to say it. Uh, and everybody has the right to be the character that they want to be. But it is <laughs> caricatures a lot of times. <laughs> and um, particularly in Chicago, it can just get funny, uh, to mm-hmm. say the least. Uh, but your way of dealing with people um engagement taking others up under your your wing uh building that relationship resonated right so so this brand who you are right i think it's safe to say you can't be placed in a box and now that you you got into Nike, there were still other goals, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't stop pushing, you don't stop pressing for them. What are you trying to create? Like, what is the brand of Keisha? Um, I think that the brand of Keisha is really all about kind of being who you are, being consistent in that. So everyone knows that I'm an athlete, right? That's yeah pretty like, I mean, clear. Um, But there's so many other layers that come with me, right? I am, you know, an auntie, a godmother, like I'm a friend. Um, So I think that all though factors into kind of who I am as a person. So yes, I feel like I'll always be an athlete is Nike says like anyone is an athlete, right? If you can move, you're an athlete. There's different layers to that. I'm super competitive, so I'm always going to try and want to do the next thing. So, like, you know, once I decided that I'm not, like, competing anymore, when I first came to Chicago, I did triathlons. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'm about to crush this. And, you know, I was a runner. I was running, like, 13 miles a day. And then I got in the pool, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to kill this. And I could barely swim a lap, right? Because there's it's different. And, you know, like, the, the cardio and, like, just everything is different. So I had to challenge myself to really make it through the swim, the bike and the run, no problem. But that swim almost shut me down. Right. Um, and then I decided why well, before that I did, you know, half marathons. I never really wanted to do a marathon. I did the half marathons. I did the triathlons. And then, you know, things shifted for me across the board. Like there was, you know, uh, um, COVID looming. My jobs were kind of like, you know, being shut down because sports was being shut down. And so I fell into this bodybuilding thing. And and that in itself 
it's just a, on a whole nother level of discipline and consistency, but also having to start it in COVID, I think takes it to another level. Mm. So for me, you know, with my brand, you know, as a trainer, as someone who's looking to start an athleisure wear, you know, what do I want that to look like? I want that to resemble me, right? So the hard work, the consistency, the discipline, the fun side of me, right? It's not always just about being so staunch and, you know, cause I, I love to eat, you know, outside of being a bodybuilder, I want to enjoy some food, right? right? I love me a glass of wine every once in a while. So I think it's really, my brand is more about like that balance, right? With an athleisure where, you know, it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to work out, but I also have to run these errands once I leave the gym. I still want to look fly. I still want to be comfortable. How do you balance that? So ultimately the brand is me, but the brand is still about balance. I like that. The brand is me and the brand is about balance. Uh, I want to thank you again for being on here uh, for just being you, the authenticity that you have provided. So inspiring. I have one more question. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I actually have a couple more questions, but I want to honor the time. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think this is the same question, but I'm a, I'm a layer it. Okay. Gym life can be cliche. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You have, you know, the photo takers. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. Look, look. If you, it, you know, depending on the type of day, you know, I might take a photo too. But I, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not. When pausing. you're done, yeah, I'm not pausing. Yeah, every five minutes because that would just yes. be self defeatist, right? So, right. But it could be cliche, and the aspect of transformation is rarely seen because I feel like there's just a lack of true process mm -hmm. um, with a lot of individuals. Um, how do you honor your processes? Uh, and and I think that's the question, right? And I, yeah. and the reason why I'm asking, I read an article today, you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I try to read everything, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm a closet nerd, you know, um, and it was about everybody needs to have their own positive habits and routines in the morning and stuff like that. And I realized like process creates progress, mm -hmm. right? So tell us in this final question, what is the Keisha Heron process? Um, so my process is goes back to my brand. It's all about balance, right? Gotcha. Giving yourself grace listening to your body and it's it has to be a lifestyle whether you're doing it on a level of bodybuilding and you're competing or you're an athlete it all has to be a lifestyle so we're in an age where we're still in an age and i don't understand i feel like ever since i can remember there's everything was about dieting right back in the 80s it was weight watchers and jenny craig and all the things it was about a diet we're pushing this diet Right. And people still to this day are doing diets and diets just don't work. You can go on a diet for 30 days and yes, you're going to lose weight. But if you've never learned how to balance that, you're going to gain all that weight back plus more because you have to create a lifestyle. So 
if I have a client that I'm training or helping with nutrition, it is always about how do you maintain this as a lifestyle, right? You like cookies. We're going to incorporate cookies into your diet because if I take cookies out, when it's time for you to eat those cookies, instead of just having one, you're going to have 30. Yeah. Or if you want to have a glass of wine, I'm going to incorporate that because if I say no wine, you're going to drink the whole bottle. Yeah. Once you have that cra craving. And so what I try to do is keep a balanced lifestyle, right? Yes, I'm in the gym 24 seven, but I have an off day where I don't do anything. That means no cardio, no lifting. Some days, some, some months I work out for six days a week. Some months I just do three days and incorporate a full body uh, routine. But what it is, the key into it is the food. You can work out every day. You can be in that gym for two hours. But if you're leaving there and going to McDonald's and White Castle and Dunkin' Donuts, it doesn't matter. It's like a hamster on the hamster wheel. You're right. basically just spinning the wheel. You cannot outwork a bad diet, period. And so for me, I eat a little bit stricter when I'm on prep, obviously. But when I'm not on prep, I still eat a very clean diet. But when I want to have or go out to dinner or have a glass of wine, I do that everything in moderation and that's that's really the key to it but people want to live do these diets and everyone wants to be keto and everyone you know it's like just a lifestyle create that lifestyle get with someone that can help you learn how to balance and create a lifestyle where you're still able to have fun because no one who wants to be on a diet all their life that sucks i sure don't right <laughs> no like, give me some cookies, please. Let's go out to dinner. I don't want to be counting calories. Like I know that if on Thursday I have a work dinner, then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm going to eat accordingly. So Thursday I can go to my dinner and not have to be like, oh, well, I can't. Oh, 30. No, I'm a, I want this appetizer, this main, this dessert and two glasses of wine. Period. That's it. That's it. Kids, you have been absolutely amazing. Where can they connect with you? If the people want to reach out and say, hey, look, I dig what you do. You know, I dig the brand. I want to follow you. I want to be trained by you. Where can they reach out to you? So on Instagram, I am Lady Heron. That's H-E-R-R-O-N 11. I also am on Facebook. It's just my first and last name, Keisha Heron. But I do a lot of my work on Instagram. Y'all follow her on the gram. Hit her up. Say, I dig what you do. Thank you. Um, Follow, follow is free. That's oh, just crazy. You can just follow. Like there's nothing to it. Hit her up. Let you know. I mean, just support. hit us up. <laughs> and if you want to keep seeing amazing content, amazing leaders like we have on today, you know what you got to do. Subscribe to YouTube page at the notification bell. Like, share, subscribe. CVMK Instagram is what it is. Underscore show. CVMK underscore global. And at CVMK 33. Follow and go to the website. I'm telling yeah. you, you want the way because that's the only way you need and until next time, guys, thanks. Thank you. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CBMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed, and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape, and it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, CBMK33. Look, you're watching the CBMK show. Cody Brennan Marshall show because it is what it is. So what you waiting on? Subscribe, share, like, 
comment for whatever you do. Stay tuned. See you in the future.